0: Like a cork in the ocean over his head. Marking contest over the top. <laughs> Sheep, great Across the ground. Bam! In comes Donnie Wurfle. Got it out to a kick. Kick smothered. Check.
1: Hunter. Who would have thought the sequel would be just as good as the original. Kicks inside 50. McGovern. McGovern. What a player. To be in perfect years. The Premiers of 1992. The 1994
2: premiers, premiers. The 2006
0: the 2018 AFL Premiership team. The West Coast Eagles.
2: G'day everyone. Welcome to the Big Footy Eagles podcast for another week. Coming up on the show, we'll take you through the Eagles Community Series match with Fremantle. We've got some big injury news to dissect ahead of round one. And of course we've got the return of our most important annual segment, and you'll find out what that is at the end of the podcast. I'm your host, Honey Badger thirty five, and joining me this week is Miguel Sanchez. Miguel, how are you going?
0: Yeah, I'm good. I'm uh, I've just had a change in my plans. I was gonna go out and watch the uh the match sim and report on that for you live, and then I found out it's it happened yesterday. So uh <laughs> throwing a big spanner in my works, but other than that, I'm fine.
2: And it seems to have been a pretty eventful match sim, which we will Get to unfortunately when we get to the injury section of the podcast, but also joining us this week back again is Keys. Keys, how are things?
1: Yeah, good. I'm kind of intrigued about what the uh, return of the annual segment is, but there, uh, that's good.
2: Ah, keep the listeners guessing, keep the guests guessing as well. I'm sure that that's what normal podcasts do, is make sure no one is on the same page. So, excellent. We'll, uh, we'll fire away. Guys, off the top, usual plugs. You can find us on Twitter at WCEBFPod. You can find us on Facebook or on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. So, however, you want to track us down. Thank you very much for listening. If you'd like to get in contact, you always can through a few sources and leave a rating or a review. On with the show. West Coast Eagles, 9 goals, 13, 67, defeated Fremantle, 8 goals, 9, 57. Guys, a community series game, a preseason game, one only in the series this year, obviously due to shortened preseason, COVID, etc. Uh, but Miguel, it was certainly an, an eventful one. It was a fair bit of carnage, players from both teams going down all over the shop. What did you make of the Community Series game? And, and pretty much, are we just happy that everybody seemingly got out alive?
0: Uh, yeah, we probably did better than uh, than Frio on the injury front, although we've got a couple at least of, of concerns coming out of that game. It was just, I, I thought it was a pleasing effort after the the week before we were shown up by Frio and um, uh, embarrassed a little bit. We basically controlled the game uh, throughout, even though the scoreboard at the end didn't really reflect that yeah, a lot of the usual suspects uh, stood up. Um, Gaff showed that the uh, the longer quarters and the reduced rotations are going to play uh, right into his wheelhouse, uh, which I think we suspected at the start of the season. Duggan, for me, in the midfield was the really exciting one coming out of the game. I thought the first time around when he started as a midfielder, he was probably a little bit um, slightly built and, and maybe a bit passive, but uh, he's really not shy about throwing his weight around now. And yeah, he's a... Got the ability to be sort of a, a combination of um, class and aggression in the midfield. And uh, yeah, that probably couldn't come at a better time at the moment.
2: Yeah, 581 metres gain for Duggan. Uh, he that, that led everybody on the field. He was pretty much everywhere. A lot of good link-up play from him. 22 touches as well. Keys, we also saw Shepard have a great game, which we know. He's an all-Australian caliber guy. We saw Liam Ryan have a phenomenal game. Also, I would have liked if they had to shut him down a bit earlier, actually, just for safety. But uh, Liam Ryan was everywhere. So, like Miguel mentioned, there were a few of the uh, the typical names there on the best on list. Was there anybody else that impressed you, really took an opportunity, maybe from uh, some of the lesser like?
1: Yeah, I thought, um, without being dominant, but I thought O'Neill looked quite tidy. So showed that he's probably a little bit more comfortable at that level. Which, so that was, that was good, in particularly in light of, which we'll get to, the shoeing use. So that would put a in the frame for, for round one. So he was quite handy. Given the week that he would have had, I thought Baras played a really good game as well. Would have been excused for saying he wanted to sit it out, but he played. And, and I thought he was, as well as Shepherd was was probably our best defender. I kind of liked Langdon's game until he got knocked out of the small forwards. I thought he was the most effective. Uh, I was surprised by how clean below his knees he was. So yeah, so hopefully he's he's um, gets over his concussion because I thought he was quite good. And the little cameo from Zane True in the last quarter showed that uh, we might have found something there as a as a bit of a bargain post pick up in the in the rookie draft. Still pretty raw on a long way to go, but he didn't seem to mind throwing himself in. Got caught a couple of times, but the intent was there,
2: which was good. One guy that sort of surprised me, he didn't completely dominate the game in, by any stretch, but he showed glimpses and, and it certainly got me thinking about maybe this is the year that we can find a particular way to use him. Petricelli. because obviously everyone's been, well, people have fluctuated with their opinion on him. He's very raw. He's a great athlete. Not a natural footy player, perhaps, and hasn't quite figured it out all with the timing, when to use his speed, how to use his speed. Sometimes he tackles on really bad angles and lets guys just breeze by him. So he's by no means a finished article. But with this new standing the mark rule, we saw it in great effect in this community series game. The Eagles did well. They didn't give uh, give any 50s away. They had a real effort to cut off the middle of the ground before the umpire called stand so that they were standing the mark sort of on an angle that suited them. But what it does is once you start your run up, you can just keep running. The guys cannot move. The umpires are taking ages to call play on. So if you're going left and right, they'll call it relatively quickly. But if the guy with the footy is just going north-south, you can get very close to the man on the mark before he'll call play on. So I'm thinking that's giving Petricelli a chance to really run into his kicks, get up a lot of speed. We've seen in the past he has a willingness to just take somebody on in a foot race. And he's pretty much going, well, I'm coming from a moving start. I'm the fastest guy in the league as there is. And you're going from a standing start. I think if we get the ball out to him in space this you know this rule is tailor made for him it 's an opportunity he 'd want to take, and with langdon 's injury we 'll get back to the injury news later on, but there may be a chance uh, for a round one spot or certainly you know he he 'll get an opportunity at some point this year so yeah some some good signs from patch and also just thinking about how the rule change might impact it. I think he 's one guy that might actually really really suit now miguel it wasn 't all sunshine there were a few guys that were a bit flat and a few things that need tidying up. Any worries for you, health aside, injuries aside, any worries for you coming out of that game uh, from a form point of view?
0: Yes, the the forwards seem to um, come in and out of the game a bit. I I suppose that's part of the danger of playing in the forward line. Darling and Allen were um, all right, I think, at times. Um, Neither really took the the game by the scruff of the neck. Frio have quite a good back line, so um, that's probably part of it. Yeah, Petrocelli, you mentioned, uh, had flashes. Uh, Jermaine Jones, I think, was, was all right uh, in the forward line. Alex Witherden, um, I'm not convinced he's in our best back line um, still in his uh, in his first games, but I think um, they'll probably give him uh, time uh, in the seniors with the back line to, to gel with them at the start of the season. But if you're picking on form, Uh, For round one, I'm not convinced that he'd be in it over someone like Rotham or Nelson. Yeah, they were probably the negatives that I took away apart from the injuries.
2: Keys, we saw a few times the Eagles push up really high with their defensive structure, force a turnover and then just slingshot down the other end for a goal. It's fantastic. It looks great when it works. It puts a lot of pressure on the opposition to, to use the footy well as well, exiting out of the back line. But then at other stages... We saw them fall into what they've been doing last season and maybe in 2019 as well, sitting really deep. And yeah, you might get an intercept mark in your back 50, but suddenly the ball movement's really slow, goes out to one flank, back to the goal square, back to the other flank, back to the goal square, and it gives everybody time to set up. Was there anything in the the game plan side of things that you saw that you thought, oh, I really would like it if they cut that out before we get to round one?
1: I I wasn't overly worried in that I don't think Simo has a much of a record of showing his hand too much in the pre games. I just thought the, the, the intent of the guys was there. We did sort of kick around the back a little bit at times. Um, that's our style. I think we did get – there was a couple of times Fremantle's transition from defence was pretty good. I think there was a couple of times they sort of sliced through us and, and got a goal, which is something that happened to us a bit last year as well. And it's going to be even harder to defend now with this
0: this new rule. Um, and Sorry, what do you think? What do you think of the new rule, yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, you know, I think I sort
0: of had some thoughts on that last podcast.
1: Um, to be fair, I don't know that the, the the game on the weekend. I don't know that it really influenced it negatively in any real way. So. It'll be, it'll just be the one thing as as the season goes. There's yeah, there's a couple of things which I think in time are going to just show it up to be quite silly. But yeah, you know, despite by rant last weekend, I don't think that that rule actually um had a big influence on the game or on the result anyway. I think you know if you're playing good footy, the rules not going to hurt you too much. But no, no we'll we'll wait and see. Yeah, I think you touched on Vardy's. Didn't really show a hell of a lot. It shows. I, I think the concern is we, we don't have much behind that now anymore. Now we've lost we've lost Tiki to Sydney. There's there's not much in the cupboard to go to if um if there's a problem with Nick at any stage, which is going to be a going to be a concern for the season ahead. Um, and also the fact that you know he's going to be. St- st- staying on his 80 to 85 minutes a game that means we've got to find 30 40 minutes from you know part-timers so hopefully Vardy can get some touch back and and actually become quite effective or Williams gets over his whatever the fuck his injury is and um get back in the side and push in and start to develop
2: Moving on with the injury news, and unfortunately, guys, there is plenty of it, because we mentioned last week, the injury list probably not looking how you'd like at this stage in the preseason. Well, it got even worse because we had some breaking news uh, through my man, Ryan Daniels. He has confirmed yesterday, Friday night, Luke Shuey has done his hamstring. It's a low-grade hamstring strain, but he will be sidelined for two to three weeks now, Miguel, this is a guy that's got a history of soft tissue injuries, particularly hamstring issues, and you know he's had some hammy issues, he's had calf issues, I think he's had even groin issues in the past, or a little bit of everything. It's not the best way to start right on the eve of uh, of round one.
0: No, and particularly that uh, we're already missing Yo in that midfield. Kelly is coming in, not necessarily underdone because he's had a thumb injury, so he would have been able to keep all his fitness up, but. Underprepared, certainly, and, and and possibly rusty. Although the reports coming out of the uh, the match sim that I missed yesterday are good. Yeah, it's uh, it's bad timing. Shuey, I thought I think I was saying a few times last year on, on this podcast that we uh, we should be trying to move him out of the middle a bit because he's uh, he's getting older. I think he's over thirty now. He, he's getting banged up. We should be trying to use him uh, maybe more. And off the half forward flank and, and coming into the middle in bursts, just to preserve him a bit. But yeah, he does. Um, he does have a, a pretty bad recent history of uh, of soft tissue sort of hammy injuries. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's really adding to the um, the injury woes that we've got at the start of the season, which are I think probably as as bad as I can remember.
2: Now you touched on Yo there. He's still out for several weeks with the groin issue. It's well, it's not funny. It's absolutely in no way funny, but. Last year they were talking about oh he's possible to return by the end of the season he's possible to return by finals and now we've come the full way through the off season into round one we're still sitting here wondering what's going on with Elliot Yo so that's definitely a frustrating one keys but as Miguel mentioned there yep try and pepper in a bit of good news here Tim Kelly is returning with uh, well from his thumb issue so a much needed boost at a very desperate time
1: yeah obviously his collarbone injury healed really really quickly as well. Thanks, Kim Hegdong, you Heck, um,
0: hack. <laughs> He's had he no, had his right call for the year, didn't he? Um, yeah, the week so, before that, I can't remember
2: what yeah. it was. Like I, I think he had the Willy Rioli news early enough to say that he yeah, had that's a, the one. You know, at decent that's time. But yeah, Tim Kelly's, what was it, broken collarbone and out for six weeks or something like that, however long?
1: Yeah, something like that. Would,
2: so, Unlucky, pal. So
1: that's good. Um, yeah, at least with a with thumb injury, he would have been able to keep his, his fit to space up. The main problem, I think, coming out of his injury over the preseason is, you know, he, he missed that time to, you know, make, to build on his connection with the rest of the mids and Nat Nui. So, you know, we haven't got much game time in with him. But some was still strapped, apparently. But if he got through the game, that's kind of good. And obviously, Kennedy with his old man Calves has got through and, you know, I, he kicked three goals in 30 minutes or something. But, you know, he was on, he wasn't on. Garv or Baras, he was on probably Edwards or or one of the one of the players, possibly even
0: um, Rotham, maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you probably almost expect him or want him to be kicking three goals against something like that. But yeah, that's uh, at least the clubs were saying they'll be back, and well, while they're back, they'll be ready for round one. So that's that's some good news, I suppose. But um, yeah, it's a little bit little bit long. For this time of year, albeit that, that AFL article call that came out earlier in the week that sort of went through all clubs' injury lists, so sort of there's a couple of clubs that are doing pretty well, but our, our list wasn't you know magically worse than anybody else's. Uh, there was a I think there's a couple. I think Paul Adelaide are going pretty pretty well, although but they've still got a couple out. It's just more. I think with our list at the moment when you go through it it's just kinda aside from Euro and perhaps Cameron to the same sort of extent, they're just pissy little injuries that just sort of you don't really want having around at this time of year. You sort of the, it's just some the stuff that you get sort of mid season where you start getting a bit of build up and a few guys get some niggles and stuff like that, you know, a week out from the season you got half a dozen blokes with soft tissue type stuff. It's just of frustrating.
2: Yeah, so just to run through that injury list on the AFL site we've got Tim Kelly as a test with the thumb and Josh Kennedy as a test with the calf now those guys should be on track for round one which is fantastic news, bit rusty whatever it is, be a great boost to have those guys back. Mark Hutchings with a knee, three to four weeks, we mentioned last week about his return being quite a nice boost if he's just sitting there considered depth, well we kind of need some midfield depth at the moment and he is unavailable so that's a frustrating one Zach Langdon got concussed, and it was a really nasty-looking concussion. Uh, Not that there's anything as such as a good concussion, but, yeah, a a pretty graphic incident and clash of heads between him and Fife. Obviously, he infringed and gave away the free kick in that clash of heads as well. But he is a test for round one and possibly could be back, returning to training on Thursday, hopefully available for selection. Might be an opportunity for a guy like Petch. Maybe we hold him out a bit longer. You don't want to mess around with concussions. But good to see Langdon at least in the frame for selection. Uh, We've got Rioli listed here with the suspension. He'll be back. Dan Venables we've covered. And now Jake Waterman, back injury, one to two weeks. Bailey Williams and ankle, one to two weeks. Miguel, these are guys that aren't perhaps the first name on the team sheet, but with Vardy not in great nick in the match sim and, you know, Waterman, really rounding into a nice little role for himself last year i think these would be very welcome additions to the side
0: yeah williams in particular uh is the um the really annoying one uh, for me along with uh, yoan Shui now uh he would have been with, with the longer um the longer quarter times uh he would have been i think the the number one candidate to come in and partner Nick Nat in the ruck ahead of vardy and you know, rather than than allen doing um that sort of uh, that sort of stint in the ruck so Yeah, the fact that he's had um, a really injury hit um, pre-season, I think he he maybe just got over a calf or a quad or or one of those niggly ones before he did his ankle. And um, yeah, he's barely been seen during the pre-season. So that's, that's really annoying because I was sort of expecting him to be almost first choice 22 this year um yeah waterman is um really annoying and it's a fiddly back and, and you know, backs can be weird i suppose the the silver lining for that if if it's a silver lining is that there's probably a bit of a selection headache around those sort of tall to mid-sized forwards and how many of them we play uh and, and maybe it just makes that selection choice a little bit easier but yeah certainly um Waterman has a habit of uh, of not being in the team at the start of the season and then sort of coming in and um you know then we wonder how we managed without him. Langdon hopefully only be miss round one um, if that, but yeah you don't want to take any risks with concussion and um and yeah Jared Cameron is the other annoying one because sort of you know, showed great signs in his first season and then last year was basically a write off and yeah this season might be a Almost a of write-off before it starts, so that's disappointing as well.
2: Finishing up this week with our most important segment of the year. This was one we previewed off the top. Keys, this was one you were very excited to hear about as well, because uh, no run sheets. We don't. I don't like to keep you guys in the loop too much. You can never be on too steady ground, guys. It is time for the annual West Coast Eagles haircut analysis: West Coast Magic or West Coast Tragic. Basically, we'll go around. There's a few pretty impressive haircuts going out, doing the rounds in, uh, in the preseason game. And uh, I, I basically want to know if you think they're magic or tragic. So, Keys, I'll give you the first one. You mentioned him as having a good game. What about his mop? Tom Baras has come back to, uh, to AFL footy this year. I don't know what he's doing. If he's, It looks like he's wearing a wig. He looks like Weird Al Yankovic. He's got more hair than he's had for the entire rest of his career combined. What'd you make of his haircut? Magic or tragic? Uh,
1: no, he looked he looked he's a good looking roaster, Tom. So no. Nah, he could wear whatever he liked and he'd still be um, he'd still be good. No, he looked good.
2: <laughs> I uh, I was a bit taken aback when I saw it, but this next one, Miguel, we had a bit of warning last year. It was trending in this direction. Jackson Nelson's come back with the mullet, a real good mullet too, and uh, he's already a guy that some people aren't super high on, you know, he seems to be a bit of a lightning rod for criticism. Well, now he's going to have to get a haircut brigade on his back as well. Magic or tragic?
0: Uh, yeah, look, he's a, he's a whipping boy, so um, we're going to have to continue the whipping. I think that's pretty bad. Yeah, I don't know if I'm in any position to be judging people's appearance or haircuts, but uh, yeah, that's, that's not a great one.
2: Miguel, you're a faceless commenter on the internet. If you can't judge somebody's <laughs> appearance, I don't want to know who can. This yeah, is the big one. Here. This is the terrible one. This is a heartbreaker for me. Let's, there's, there's two parts to this question, keys. We saw Liam Duggan take the field last weekend with one of the most magnificent mullets that the AFL has seen in, in decades, I would say. It was disgusting. He was running through the middle and it was streaming behind him. looked absolutely outrageous. It was tragic, but really magic in its own way. What did you make of that mullet, the, uh, the pre-season mullet for Liam Duggan? No, it was, it
1: was pretty impressive. And I must admit, watching him... Um, Run around, dashing around with that hair flowing behind him. Just made it look like he was running that little bit faster. So,
2: yeah, probably a little bit disappointed to see him fucking lop it all off. Yeah, so this is, this is the real gut punch. Injuries aside, yeah, you lose your captain to a hamstring injury. All right, you've got a guy who's a club best and fairest winner and he's not going to play for however many weeks. We've got stars who are suspended. We've got concussion issues. The group's not in a good way. Miguel, the biggest loss of the preseason has to be Liam Duggan's mullet because we've seen later in the week He's cut it off. Not only has he cut it off, and he looks nice, clean cut, you know, early in his career, Liam Duggan, future captain material. Not only has he cut it off, he's actually selling it. So, should we have a whip around? Do we, do we need to buy this and frame it and slap it up on the uh, the podcast studio wall here? What, what do you make of the new Liam Duggan? What do you make of his decision to cut it off?
0: Jeez, podcast must be going better than expected if we can afford to do that. Yeah. Um... <laughs>
2: I'm just hiding all the profits, all those sweet, sweet likes.
0: I wondered where it was, where it was going. Um, yeah, it's uh, really disappointing to see him lose it. The um, I think part of his uh, the attractiveness of him in the midfield, and maybe it added to his hardness as well that he's you know, running around looking like a, a wild man from the '80s. But yeah, really disappointing to see it go. Is, is he auctioning it off for charity, or is it? Going into the the players' end of season fund, assuming they can travel the end of the season. <laughs> I think
2: or? it's for charity. I think it's uh, okay. It might not well, be beyond uh, blue, but it's it's a men's health, um, you know, uh, mental okay. health
0: situation. Well, yeah, hard to criticise him for that then, but uh, yeah, really disappointing to see it go.
2: There you have it, guys. That will do it from us for another week. Miguel, thank you very much for coming back on and we'll uh, hopefully speak to you very shortly in anticipation of round one. We're going to do a very full-on round one preview coming up. So thank you for coming on today.
0: Yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, Getting exciting. The footy's getting close.
2: Absolutely is. I wish we could go, uh, you know, a couple more days without finding out some injury news, but you play the cards that you dealt and the Eagles have a home game in round one. Keys, Thank you very much for coming on to discuss the preseason. We hope to see you again to discuss that round one clash.
1: Yeah, footy's almost here
2: again and getting back closer to normal. So all good. Just get excited. Get excited. That's the one. Thank you very much for listening, guys. As I said, up the top, Twitter, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can find us everywhere. Leave a rating, leave a review, tell a friend. It's all really appreciated. So thank you very much for listening, and we will talk to you later on in the week as we preview our clash with the Gold Coast Suns. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Only fans? You left out the only fans link.
2: <laughs> well, if Liam Duggan can sell his hair off, I guess.